The views and opinions expressed in the following episodes are those of the individuals and are not meant to insult or offend anyone. Jeez, dark and gloomy much? Are you trying to be an edgelord? Well, then how should I put it then? I don't know. How about... We come in peace. We mean no harm. We may spoil some things. We may swear a lot. (laughs) (laughs) So listener discretion is advised. And I'm Ricardo Stone, and we're back. Yeah. Sorry for the little hiatus there. Some, uh, you know, medical things came up, I'm sure, as you've mentioned on our Facebook. Yeah, you uh, did too, yeah. 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 So, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, we're uh, feeling fine. We're doing good. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now, uh, first, shout out to our friend Black White Check for intro and outro music. Yes. And details are in the show notes. All right, so did you want to tell anybody about how you're feeling? Uh, you know, anything, any little personal notes you want to get out there? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so I'm doing better. I'm still on medication for the Bell's palsy. Um, I've not had a lot of energy lately. I don't know if that's part of it. That's uh, definitely a factor to think about. Mm-hmm. And the left side of my body is still quite sore. Like my neck and shoulder and stuff, but I don't have to drink out of a straw anymore. <laughs> and I can move my mouth, but with relative ease. My tongue is still, I don't know, it's like this weird thing between feeling swollen and feeling like numb mm. and stuff, but that's getting better every, you know, few days. I'm like, oh, it feels a little better now and stuff. So I have a follow up with the doctor next week and stuff, but I mean, they did say it wasn't going to be like an overnight here, take this medicine and you'll be better. It's going to take, it could take up to six months to fully be, I doubt it'll take that long, but you know, it could and stuff. So yeah, that's why we missed out on recording for the last couple of weeks. It's just cause I just didn't feel up to it. And like my tongue was numb. And so I was still talking kind of funny and whatnot, but we're on the mend and stuff. Wait, you mean, talking funny just isn't a normal thing for you (laughs) ah yes this was a different kind of talk funny um yeah so and then i really quickly wanted to shout out i know that um we did an episode on jack the ripper quite a ways back and stuff and i really enjoyed doing it unfortunately due to financial constraints (laughs) we were only able to use like a couple of sources well guys morbid a true crime podcast did a five-part series on jack the river you know it's one of those things where it's okay you know a lot of details about this when did jack the ripper's killings happen 1888 okay so that means it's been about 144 years since those crimes yes we still don't know who the killer was. No. We have no things to go on. And it's one of the most infamous serial killings ever. And super interesting. Yes. I'm just saying, it's like that's just incredible. <clears throat> and uh, it's one of those things where it's just like, wow, that's, uh, that's just so <clears throat> almost unfathomable to think about something that happened uh, almost 150 years ago. And we're still speculating and yeah. gathering. Like it's like there's evidence coming to light and things that are contradicting certain theories mm-hmm. and things. So it's just it's so bizarre. Yeah. Well, and the episodes that Ash and Alina did, um, they make it look like I was like, "Hey, everybody, come hear this little ghost story," because <laughs> they just went into so like Al- Alina was like. They don't have big nerd, little nerd, or anything like us, but they, one will present a case, and then, like, so Elena will, and then Ash will, and whatever. And this was Elena's. And holy cow. 
the amount of research and detail that she went into in these episodes. Not only that, Elena, outside of doing the podcast, is, um, I don't know if this is the correct term, but it's like an autopsy tech. So she does autopsies. So her understanding of anatomy and the things from being able to read, like the autopsy reports and things that she understood is just amazing. It put us to shame, and I have no problem saying that. Because Elena did her work, man. And these are such compelling episodes of Jack the Ripper that if you're into that, I highly recommend. And we're not sponsored. Ash and Elena don't know who the hell we are. (laughs) And that's fine. Um, But definitely go check it out because it was so fascinating. And there were things I learned from those episodes that I didn't know. And I was just, I was like, oh, we're not worthy. We're not worthy. Yeah. (laughs) And stuff. So definitely check that out. That's all I wanted to say about that because you guys deserve to hear the best of the best. And in my opinion, Elena and Ash's episodes are always the best of the best, but especially on the Jack the Ripper. Yeah. And I mean, just to kind of be humble here a little bit, I think when it comes to that, they specialize, whereas we uh, di- uh, diversify, mm-hmm. where it's like, our we don't really have a solo subject other than just the things we love and are fascinated by and mm-hmm. all that stuff, <clears throat> whereas them, they're all about the true crime. Yes. Now, we have touched on some true crime things, but we haven't done you know, however, how many episodes do you think uh, Ash and Lena have done? Mm, I'm going to say over 200. Yeah, I'm just, I was just thinking they dwarf us in comparison on true crime kind of yeah. thing. So it's one of those things where it's, you know, uh, you, you get good at what you practice over and over again. Absolutely. Whereas us, obviously, uh, we haven't gotten very good because we don't really have a solid direction in a lot of the things we do. We, we come with a few interesting things, but. That's okay. We're stinky. But the people that love us, are they love our stinky. Exactly. All right. So let's get on to today's uh, episode. Okay. So today's is on young Sheldon. (laughs) Ah, yes. Now. I am a mighty little man. (laughs) Yesterday you moved a mountain? I did. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So first of all, just going to say big uh, shout out or like, or whatever it is. The credit goes to. Chuck Lore and oh Steve, Chuck Lore yeah or Lori and Stephen Molero yeah uh, the creators of both the Big Bang Theory and Young Sheldon uh, yeah they, that was the creators of that well Chuck Lorre was the creator of Big Bang Theory but he did that with Bill Prady not uh, Stephen Molero oh sorry okay so Chuck Lorre was the yeah, the big name for the Big Bang Theory. I just knew I'd seen that name. Yes. And the credits always flash by so quick that by the time I finish reading the first name on two or three name segment, I'm like, okay, cool. First person, that's all I know. <laughs> the other guys, I'm sorry, dudes. You, that's you just... why Chuck's name's always first. <laughs> yeah. It's just the whole Chuck's uh, uh, Lori. Cool. I don't know who the other person is, but cool. Yeah. All right. And then also, of course, we've got, what is it? Uh, Leon. Armitage? Ian? Ian? No, uh, I think that's an, I don't know. That's an I. Oh, that's it is, yeah. Uh, it's Ian or Ian Armitage. And then we've got uh, Zoe Perry. Yep. Uh, Lance Barber. Yep. Montana Jordan. Yep. Regan Revord. Yep. And of course, the great Jim Parsons. Yep. Uh, Annie Potts. Mm-hmm. Matt hobby yep wyatt mcclure yep all right so yeah the big name on there was the obviously jim parsons because and danny potts actually is quite a big name yeah uh just the uh for those who don't know about uh watch the big bang theory is um jim parsons played sheldon and really made the show kind of thing in a lot of ways and mm-hmm. so of course it was like well if there's going to be anybody reminiscing about his childhood and everything is like you gotta have jim parsons narrating this a little mm-hmm. not that it's like you know he narrates like every second minute of the show or whatever it just mm-hmm. you know, sets the t- sets the atmosphere yeah definitely i want to know if you recognize annie Potts. uh not from anything you've ever seen 
honestly, I'm going to have to say no. Okay. Do you want me to know where I recognized her from immediately? Yes, please. Ghostbusters. The Re movies. Really? Now, um, think of Ghostbusters, the movies, with like Sigourney Weaver and Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. Do you look familiar? Was she like that secretary lady? Yes. Oh! She just doesn't look... I mean, <laughs> obviously, that was Excuse quite me. a few years ago. Right. Mm -hmm. But also, she just doesn't look like nerdy. Like she was the nerdy secretary, right? In those movies. And in this one, she plays Mima. Yeah. It's like a badass drinking, smoking, gambling, awesome lady. <laughs> yeah, there there were some moments with Mima that was quite priceless where you were like, oh, I'm so much like Mima. Mm -hmm. Just because it's the whole, the wittiness and the spunk of her. Yeah. So, okay. I'm going to assume that you're the big nerd on this because I haven't seen all of the Big Bang Theory episodes well, and you introduced me to this. But when did you first start watching Young Sheldon? 2017. Okay. When it first came out. Nice. Yeah. So, you know, and obviously, um, since we found out that it was on Netflix, yes. you started watching it. So, just out of curiosity, so the show's been out for about five years. Yeah. Great news. Also found out, uh, doing a quick little research, that it apparently... Even though five seasons of Young Sheldon have been made, they have been cleared to make two more seasons. Yeah. So we're quite excited. Like, we're just about done season two at the moment. And yeah. it's like, oh, there's three more seasons with two more in development. Yes, please. Yeah. I want that in my eyeballs right now. Yeah. So, okay. Did you know of Young Sheldon before it was on Netflix? Yes. I, I knew that they had made a spinoff of... Young children. Okay. And why didn't you watch it? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Where were you on May 16th of 2019? Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> no, I didn't watch it because. Um, so I used to watch Big Bang Theory all the time. I love that show. Mm -hmm. Right. And stuff. But then I just kind of like was always too busy to watch it and stuff so I missed a lot of things like you spoiled a few things for me from Big Bang Theory but that's not your fault well I mean it, it, actually Jim Parsons let's be honest in the show <laughs> spoiled it for me and then I just kind of looked at you and was like what and you were like mm, yeah spoilers um <laughs> and stuff but it shouldn't have been a spoiler because this came out after Big Bang Theory right or yes whatever but I just um so because I wasn't keeping up on Big Bang Theory. I was like, well, I don't want to start Young Sheldon for pretty much that exact reason. Is I'm like, I bet you they're going to reference things that have happened in Big Bang Theory for his future and stuff um, in Young Sheldon. And I don't want things to get spoiled because eventually I would like to get caught up on Big Bang Theory. But you talked me into watching Young Sheldon. So here we are. Well, and I mean, okay, again, even if we do watch all the way up to like the end of season five right now and everything, it's only going to spoil Sheldon type things. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's still the rest of the cast, like Leonard, yeah. Penny, Howard, Raj, yeah. Amy, all yeah. those characters. Yeah. Okay. So, I know. I just think, you know, I'm just saying, spoiler. It, it's not going to ruin the whole show. It's just going to, you know, give you some insight into things that had. You might not know of have, have happened yet, True. but it's also kind of that, that like hindsight, future sight. It's weird, wibbly wobbly, timey wimey stuff. Okay. Um. Can I just? I should have known the show would be great. You know how I should have known? How? Look at whose name I'm circling. Oh. It was for the pilot only. But. Our very favorite, our one and only, our guy who touches everything and it turns to gold, John Favreau. The man with the geek Midas touch. Was uh, an executive producer on the pilot episode of <laughs> Young Sheldon. Ah, if I had known that, I would have started it the moment it started. 
<coughs> sorry, I just thought that was funny. I just glanced down and I'm like, John Favreau, wait a minute. <laughs> In brackets, pilot only. Yep. I was like, oh man. Well, I mean, he's a busy man. Like he's got all this stuff going on with Disney Plus and Star Wars and all, all Marvel and everything. So, you know, it's time is kind of not really, it, it's a very mm -hmm. important commodity of his. But anyways, um, yeah. So, so that's that, why I hadn't watched it anyway. Hmm. So, okay, going on from there, yeah. what has been your, so of course, and also since, like I said, we've only gone up to season one, episode 18, or season two, episode 18. Yeah. So we haven't quite finished it, but we're going to go up to there, essentially. Yeah. What, uh, what has been kind of like your, some of the most memorable slash favorite moments you've had so far? They all involve Nemo. <laughs> yeah, she's a character that I could not see the show existing without. Yeah, and stuff. But I think my very favorite is when Sheldon accidentally basically says that he wants to be a communist. Um, kind of, sort of. Well, yeah, no, he says that communism should be brought in. <laughs> yeah, to okay. To the U.S. because of bread. And, uh... <laughs> Mima. It's just out of context. It probably sounds so bad and weird. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I don't want to give too much away because either people will go watch it for themselves, especially being on Netflix, or um, they've already seen it and they know exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. So anyway, Mima goes and gets all her American like memorabilia you would assume stuff that she puts up for like fourth of july or whatever and it's just like all over and she's just like standing outside her house like waving flags singing american patriot songs like the entire day that just made me laugh really hard <laughs> yeah and i gotta say it's like the waving the flag around and how she was able to stay on key and everything is like wow uh annie potts she has got some chords and range mm -hmm. so um what else was there oh but the funny thing is is that there could be two things that i, I kind of could say about that whole episode was that the whole um you could view it as communism or you could view it as he was just like americans deserve good quality stuff it's like we make great things it's like cheaper and faster kind of thing doesn't mean better kind of thing it's yep. like you know, there, there's two ways of viewing it, and it's like the whole, yeah, it's the, just everybody jumped on this whole, oh, is he a commie bandwagon? Well, the like, reporter well, asked him if it was communism, and he said yes, so there you go. Well, I, and of course, you got to Sheldon also was only a 10-year-old boy at this time. I mean, I barely knew what communism was when I was 10 years old. I didn't know what it was when I was 10, so. Yeah, so, you know, the whole concept of, like, in Texas, or Medford, Texas, where the show is based, in 1990, when this uh, this episode was based in, mm -hmm. oh, you can imagine it was like, well, you say the c word out in Texas is like you probably getting uh, vandalized, your house and vehicle vandalized, and people would probably run you out of town if they could. Communist word, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the, the c word. Well, there's a different c word that a lot of people don't like. Well, yeah, but I'm saying that that's the c word for Texas. Ah, they call them people a commie. Okay. Anyways, I was trying to make it sound very, very bad. <laughs> it's like you go down, you go down to that state, you do not say the c word ever. True. 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 Okay. Um, but anyways, that's uh. Yeah. What about you? What do you have like a favorite moment or episode? Absolutely, and it doesn't involve either Sheldon or Mima. It was the one to do with Georgie and how. He started uh, trying to go to the Bible oh. study and everything to be with that Veronica girl that he's head over heels for. Yeah. Now, the reason why I think this is so funny is like the whole, he had a huge crush, or has a huge crush on, uh, is that Veronica? Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like, at first, obviously, his intentions were anything but pure. Like, on the Halloween night when he first meets her and stuff, but then when she goes to the heck house and sees the whole, the sin of lust and everything and yada, yada. She, she was just like, I don't want to live like this anymore. And, you know, tries to fix herself up. Uh -huh. <clears throat> I just absolutely love the fact that it's like the whole, you know, they get baptized. He tells, he confesses that he loves her and everything. 
And of course, as I'm sure most guys around that age will tell you, it's like, yeah, you confess how you feel to a girl and it's either be she loves you back or she'll punch you in the no- uh, nose just like uh, Georgie got punched. Mm-hmm. So, or sometimes it'll feel like you got punched in the nose. Mm-hmm. My uh, issue with that episode, and don't get me wrong, because I, teenage boys are dumb. I mean, teenage girls are dumb. Just teenagers are dumb. They're hormones and, you know, they think they know everything. And um, everything is so devastating. We've all been there um, and stuff. But I just remember when we were watching that episode, we paused it at one point And I said, what's his end game here? Like, she's trying to be like, she's getting baptized. She wants to be more like Christian, whatever, right? Baptist, whatever. I'm like, this feels like the wrong play here, Georgie. (laughs) I don't think, I don't think this is going to end the way you want. And it didn't end the way he wanted. I was right. Just saying. Yeah, but I will say this in Georgie's defense. It may have started with a feeling stirring in his loins rather than, you know, in his heart or his head. Yeah. But he has shown, if anything, it's like the whole, he does like her. Not because she's wearing something scandalous. No, he does actually like her. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing where it's like the whole, that's a character development where it's like has nothing to do with Sheldon. Mima we kind of knew about and there's like uh, an actress that plays her in the Big Bang Theory and yada yada. Mm -hmm. That it was like the whole, okay, so we kind of know about her. And Georgie was like, well, we don't really, he didn't really become a character that we get to see until like be closer to the end of the whole Big Bang season or series. Yeah, I didn't even know about him. I didn't know Sheldon had siblings. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, Missy was a well-known one beforehand. I didn't know. Yeah, she almost uh, got jiggy with Raj. I don't know. And that was early. I don't okay. know. <laughs> I'm, I'm no. I'm just 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 throwing it out there. It's like the whole yeah. Maybe it was an episode I missed. I don't know. Anyways, okay. So now that was just kind of my uh, little. You know, a, yeah. a favorite episode part moment of mine because I mean, obviously, a lot a lot of the Sheldon Mima moments are golden. It's just that one there was like the whole. It's really funny because it's such a pivotal moment that could play on for seasons. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, Sheldon trying to make a nuclear reactor was funny <laughs> with you know the fire or smoke detector things, but that wasn't something I could see them joking about and character building for seasons to come. Yeah. So, true, true, true. Okay, next uh, little topic. Uh, do you know the mother or the lady that plays Sheldon's mom in The Big Bang Theory? No, but we'll look it up real quick. Okay, so while you're looking that up, the because I, I can't remember the actress's name, but um, the lady that plays uh, Mary Cooper. In the Big Bang Theory, she is also. Uh, one second here. We're just looking it up because we want to be. Ah, there we go. Lori Metcalf. Yes, Lori Metcalf. And then when you look at uh, the lady that plays. Mary Cooper and young Sheldon. Zoe Perry. Yep. They look a lot alike, don't they? Yeah. You know why that is? They're mother and daughter. You got it. Yeah. So I thought that was a cool little detail where it's like the producers and, uh, you know, it was like the whole, I, it was one of those things where it's, you know, it's kind of a family connection thing, but it also helps make it so that it's the you know, it's one of those before and after kind of things. Like they say, a lot of kids look a lot like their parents kind of thing. Like a lot of daughters will look like their mothers kind of thing or close to for obviously, you know, obvious reasons. Yeah. And yeah, just having uh, the mother daughter side by, you know, the whole two shows, it makes it so much more believable that this is Sheldon reminiscing on his life back in 89 and onwards versus just some random new actress that was just brought in yeah definitely um do you want to know another interesting fact about Lori Metcalf absolutely okay so uh Johnny Johnny Galecki 
Yep. Yep. Uh, AKA uh, Howard or not Howard Leonard. Uh, Leonard. Yep. He was on the Roseanne show. Oh yeah, yeah. He played David, Darlene's boyfriend. Yes. Right. Laurie Metcalf played Roseanne's sister in Roseanne. Really? Yes. So there's a fun little connection as well. Is that, um, yeah, she was Roseanne's sister. Uh, I can't think of her name. I can't think of the name of Roseanne's sister. But I feel like we're going to have it here right in two seconds. So uh, also, wasn't it also in um, Roseanne? So uh, what was his name that plays Leonard? Um, Johnny Galecki. Yeah, Johnny Galecki. Um, his character, Leonard. Jackie Harris, sorry. She played Roseanne's sister, Jackie. Ah, right, right, Jackie. Like, yeah. That name sounds familiar. Um, but also, um, sorry, what did you say? Um, Leonard. Leonard's character in Roseanne. Johnny Galecki. Yeah, Johnny Galecki's character. What was his name? David. David, who ended up dating Roseanne's daughter. Darlene. Darlene. Darlene, uh, that actor, she played a character in The Big Bang Theory, I think in like the second season or something like that. Yeah. And yeah, so it's kind of funny that they had a few of the Roseanne characters all kind of... Intertwined into it. Yeah, but they still had uh, those two actors, the two actors uh, dating each other kind of thing. But yeah, you know, it was one of those things where it was a nice little touch and everything, but it kind of felt like it was... You know, maybe not the right direction for the show to go in. And it's like, yeah, let's uh, let's change it up and not just be a Roseanne ripoff. Yeah, I don't think that's what they're going for, but yeah. Well, I mean, it was just cool that they brought... The- yeah, I thought it's neat. And especially, like you said, to have uh, Laurie Metcalf's daughter playing Sheldon's mom in this, right? Yeah. And stuff, like you said, then there's like that kind of family resemblance and stuff, so... Oh, 100%. Yeah, that's kind of cool. So, now here's another question for you. Mm-hmm. Did I spoil the fact about Sheldon's dad dying? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. I'm sorry. That's okay. Cause... At least I'm prepared for it now because we know I don't do well with on-screen deaths. So. I'm not, well, honestly, I have no idea if it's going to be an on-screen death and everything. The only thing I know of is that Sheldon is a big, you know, stickler for rules. Yeah. So in Texas or in the U.S. anyways. <clears throat> the legal age of drinking is 21. Depends on the state, actually. Okay, yeah, but uh, I'm pretty sure in Texas it's 21. At least I'm educated guess. Not 100% sure. But anyways, in Texas, I'm going to say it's 21 years old to, uh, to drink alcohol. Sheldon tells uh, Howard's father-in-law that he never drank a beer with his dad. So I'm going to say to almost up to Sheldon's 21st birthday is how long, you know, we can expect George Sr. to be in this uh, show. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we could have several more seasons with him. I hope like, so. I really like his character. Oh, yeah. Like, he's kind of a bit like me or I'm a bit like him. Which would you say? Yeah, both. <laughs> and stuff. Just yes. <laughs> Just yes. And stuff. But he's... Uh, the thing I like the most about George Sr. is he doesn't always understand what Sheldon's saying, and he understands that Sheldon is much smarter than he is. But, you know, he doesn't, like, treat him like shit or, like... Um, belittle him? Yeah, try and, like, belittle him to make himself feel better about his intelligence. Like, he's just like, I don't know what my kid's talking about, but I love him. You know, and stuff. And You know the living heck out of me, kid, but I love you. Yeah, and that's what I like. Uh, I feel like... That kind of reminds me of my dad a little bit, too. Like, I'd be sitting there prattling on about, like, Backstreet Boys or whatever as a teenager. And my dad Dawson's would, Creek. Yeah, my dad would be like, oh. yeah, actually, one of the things that I feel like this is something, not not the same, obviously, because Sheldon's like Sheldon. But um, I think I've mentioned it before, but there was, like, this a series finale of Dawson's Creek. And I was over at my friend Ashley's house watching it. And we thought it was only going to be an hour. So my dad came to pick me up, and it turned out to be a two-hour series finale. So my dad just stood outside with Ashley's dad and talked for like an hour while we finished it up. (laughs) And I feel like that's something Sheldon's dad would have done for him for like the Smithsonian Museum or something. Like, my dad didn't have to do that. He could have been like, no, come on, we're leaving. You can turn it on at home, whatever. But he 
speed because he knew it was important to me and Ashley, right? So. Yeah, that's actually a really cool uh, thing where it's like you can actually feel like George Sr. and your dad. It's like you can kind of like see a personal connection and resemblance. Okay, so just uh, one last little thing about uh, so George Sr. Yeah. Uh, in the show. Um, there was one part where Sheldon meets this little gifted girl named Paige. Mm-hmm. Now, she is... Proven to be just as smart as Sheldon in a lot of ways. Yeah. But uh, her family dynamic is a lot more turbulent. Yeah. I think is the nice way to put it. Mm -hmm. uh, Than Sheldon's family situation. Yeah. So there was a part where it's like, because you know, you said your dad went and uh, what was it? Ashley's dad? Yeah. When talked for like an hour because it was like, oh, it's a two hour, not a one hour uh, series finale or whatever. Yeah. So, in that case there, um, he uh, drops Sheldon off at this natural science museum of uh, uh, Houston, I think it was, or wherever they went. Yeah. And he's like, okay, well, you guys are going to talk about carbon dating and everything. And, you know, he's like, well, I really have no idea what this all has to do. Like, I'm a football coach. I'm not a scientist. Yeah, I'll go have lunch while you through your seminar or whatever yeah so he goes to some restaurant to watch the football game and it's just so funny seeing like the old like diner style tvs <laughs> and everything and the big tube tvs that they had versus the big flat screens <laughs> of nowadays yeah and anyways i could so see myself being in the situation where it's just like uh the whole you know just sitting there minding my own business watching like the hockey game or something and yada yada and uh you know, it's like someone comes along. It's like, oh, it's so good to see you. And it's like, oh, hey, yeah, good to see you too. Kind of, sort of, blah, blah, blah. And then, uh, yeah, Paige's mom, uh, Linda, she was talking or tell, uh, she starts kind of having a bit of a crisis in front of him and needs to confide in him and, you know, tells him, oh, just ignore me. And it's like, can do. <laughs> like, hey. Not my monkeys, not my circus, and trying to just eat his wings and watch the football game and everything, and mm-hmm. it just, yeah, it was just the whole, like, situation just kind of felt like, um, okay, um, don't know what you want me to do, but this really isn't my, I'm not a psychiatrist or, you know, a therapist or anything, I'm just a guy who tells kids how to run hard at each other and pass the damn ball, mm-hmm. and anyways, um, yeah, it's like that whole... Uh, I think, as you said, Dr. Phil puts it best, this is way above my pay grade, <laughs> or way above your pay grade, so it's like, yeah, if anyone ever tried to confide in me, it's like, I might have some tidbits of wisdom that might help people not mess things up horribly, but at the most part, I'd be like, yeah, you, you need professional help, and I am not a professional, so don't don't expect me to help solve your problems kind of thing, and yada yada, but... <laughs> Yeah, it's just the whole, it, to me, it was just funny because it's like, he's just, you know, waiting for this seminar thing to end and whatnot for Sheldon and just, you know, ends he ends up having to deal with Linda and her husband's bullshit. <laughs> was it Barry, I think? Barry, yeah. 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 Linda and Barry. And yeah, it's just. Yeah. And the little girl's name was Paige. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was just one of those funny moments where it was just like the whole, you know. Just trying to be a good guy and everything like that. And, you know, it's just some people thinking of it as like you're so, you got all this sage advice or something like that. And it's like, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to get through life as best I can kind of thing. Like, I'm not, uh, not some Yoda or Obi-Wan Kenobi <laughs> kind of thing. Like, yeah. I don't know what you're expecting of me, but you came to Jar Jar of all the people for her advice. <laughs> uh, um, okay. Question for you. Yes. Which character in the Big Bang Theory do you, uh, um, do you, oh my gosh. Use, use your words. I'm trying. They're not coming. Remember, this is a podcast. We got to use our words. I did, but when they're coming. <laughs> do I relate to them? Yes. Most? Thank you. Okay. Relate. I, can't, I was thinking, like, not that word. A word that didn't make sense, but yeah. 
Well, blame it on the Bell's Palsy people. Sure, sure. We'll, we'll keep going with that one. <laughs> okay, so which character do I relate most to? Yeah. Uh, to me, it is a coin toss. Like, in a lot of ways, I see myself relating to Leonard or... Oh, in Young Sheldon? Oh, in Young Sheldon. Sorry, I thought it was a big man theory. No, I if I did, I meant Young Sheldon. Oh, okay. Sorry, but I mean, we can do both. Sure, let's do both. Okay, well, it's either between uh, Leonard or Howard. Okay. But that's only because of, like, certain types of situations that... Um, I'll, I'll leave people's imagination to figure out what that means. You can... Like, people can take a moment to kind of delve in. It's like, how wouldn't he relate? Like, feel like he relates more to one character than more to another character at times. And you, you, you have fun with that thought experiment. Uh, yikes. Uh, I'm not okay. giving people homework, just something to kind of ponder about. But anyways, uh, my... Uh, but yeah, on young Sheldon, I would probably have to say... Oh, that's a tough one because I could see myself either relating to more realistically, I think either George Sr., but idealistically, I think um, young Sheldon. Yeah. Uh, that's just because it's like in the one hand, it's like I like to think that I've learned a lot of things and I've gotten smart and everything and, you know, yada, yada, but not arrogantly or not egotistically. Mm. Yes, I'm trying to use all my big words here to prove how young Sheldonish I am. <laughs> but in all honesty, sometimes it's like I can actually read a situation and just be like, huh. So the guy that owns the pretty petunias is having marital problems. Can't imagine why. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, just a little joke on the show in there. But um, I would say, yeah, that's the two characters. Not really so much young Georgie because that was obviously young teenage Owen. But <laughs> even then, I didn't want to. Be, I wanted to be, you know, not quite like that. Yeah. How about yourself? Um. Well, I think it's also a toss-up for me. So, Big Bang Theory, based on what I've seen of it. <coughs> pardon me. Um. Amy, not that I'm super smart. Just super awkward. Super awkward, and I was picked on a lot. Um, I always say to people, I'm an acquired taste, right? And, true, true. And in the real world, not many people like me. That's not true. It is, but that's okay. The people who like me are special. I, you, you know, I'll, I'll save that. I'll save that joke for us later. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. Um, um, so Big Bang Theory, I would say Amy. And then... Young Sheldon, it's a toss-up between Sheldon and I would say, I don't know if you'd agree with this, but Sheldon and Mima. Yep, no, yep. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, I was like, if you don't say Mima, I am going to be like, hold the freaking phone right here. Okay, we gotta, we gotta evaluate some things. How are you not like Mima in some ways? Yeah, because I think I'm pretty, like, fun and... And, like, I can be sarcastic and, like, bah, right? And stuff. But I'm also very, like, germs are bad. And, like, rules are rules. And... I mean, I try to tell you, hey, you know, a plan is a good thing to have. But sometimes you got to go with the flow. And you have many times said, go with the flow? <laughs> that, that, that doesn't make sense to me. I can't, I can't do that. It has to be regimented and, you know. Yeah, I'm pretty, uh, I'm a pretty habit-driven person, so. Um, I like, I like getting myself into routines and having routines and stuff, so. Yeah. So I would definitely say that those are the two from Dan Sheldon for me. Now, that being said, who's your favorite character in Young Sheldon? Oh, favorite character, I would probably have to say, it's it's got to be young Sheldon himself, because mm -hmm. it's like, don't get me wrong, like, one of the things that I was kind of worried or pessimistic about when the show first started was the whole, oh, young Sheldon, this is just going to be a whole bunch of Big Bang Theory jokes put in the, you know, kid a form. Kid saying it. Yeah. <clears throat> Which I mean in some ways it was, but it actually dives into, you know, his parents, his siblings, his Mima, his school life, and 
you know, a whole bunch of characters that we'd never seen on the Big Bang Theory, that it was like, it gave us kind of a nice little sitcom thing where it's like, I think one of the things that the uh, young Sheldon does, is doing better, or at least for most audience members that would like over the Big Bang Theory is that people like us, when we hear them making Marvel jokes from the comic books or DC jokes or, well, myself anyways, scientific principle jokes and all kinds of stuff. I found it funny and loved it because it's like, oh, that's actually really clever. And yeah, that's actually really smart and all yeah. the things that they did. And then to some people, it was like, oh, that wasn't that funny. And I was like, are you kidding me? That was absolutely hilarious. And it was like, I didn't understand it at all. Ah, okay. I'm just a weirdo like that. I'm an oddball. Got it. Got it. So, you know, it was one of those things where it's like that show didn't. But then when they have a situation where they do the same thing in Young Sheldon, he brings up a mathematical equation, uh, some kind of formula or some laws of physics principles and everything and something that wouldn't really land well for say some people because you know sometimes these principles and theories have not been very well explained or don't are not common knowledge to most people yeah they bring in like uh his siblings or his parents or his memo is just like you know what i, I really like uh, neil diamond so she turns up the radio mm -hmm. kind of thing it's like yeah so it, it does a good job in like throwing in a more relatable human element to that concept. Yeah. So that's one thing where I think that it, the show does really well. But again, young Sheldon was probably my favorite character. Yourself? Uh, it's a hard one. It's a toss-up for me. And don't get me wrong. The actor who plays young Sheldon is awesome. The character of Sheldon is awesome. But my favorite character is a toss-up between... George Sr. and Meemaw. Okay. Uh, I can understand Meemaw. Honestly, I'm mm -hmm. expecting it to be between Young Sheldon and Meemaw, but how come... Uh... I don't know. There's just something, about, again, there's something about George that reminds me a little bit of you, reminds me a little bit of my dad, reminds me a little bit of my brother. And so there's something about him that I really... I, I, it's, it's, he, he's like comforting. I find him a comforting presence on the show. I was thinking, it's like the whole, okay, like your dad and your brother, I can understand. Because it's like, you know, they're upstanding, you know, good, reliable men who have good moral integrity and character and everything. <laughs> Myself, it's like, maybe because he's a, a doofus or a goober or whatever mm -hmm. kind of thing. Like, I don't know. It's like, I don't know how I really relate to those men in your life. But anyway. <laughs> yes, self burn. I know. Yeah, stop stop blaming yourself over here, man. Hey, what can I say? Take you know, the compliment. It's not hot enough uh, over where we live uh, outside at the moment, so I got to, you know, turn up the heat. <laughs> Anyways. um, Okay, so now, out of the reoccurring cast, who's your favorite? Now, remember, we've only seen up to season two, episode 18. So there are going to be some people on this list that we haven't even met yet. Okay reoccurring characters yeah so you're talking about ones that haven't been in big bang theory just like in multiple episodes of young sheldon right oh well i don't know if they've been in big bang theory but i'm just we're like, just going like, off young sheldon yeah there's like john sturgis or tam um the sparks the the priest or pastor uh jeff like out of those people that we've met who's your favorite like reoccurring character that when you see them you're like yeah Oh, sweet. They're in this episode. I would have to say John Sturge is, is definitely my favorite character that's reoccurring. Yeah. For a number of reasons, because it's like the whole... He has some very interesting perspectives of like things where it's like he uh, went to China. He always rides a bike. He doesn't know how to drive a car kind yeah. of thing. Um, yeah, he cooked Mima a Szechuan dinner and stuff like that. Uh, when Mima made the... What was that? what was a good way to say it? Proposition to spend the oh, night, yeah, and everything, and he rejected it and everything, and she was just like, "What the hell?" Is like, "Do not find me attractive and beautiful." And what everything. is happening here? And it's like the whole yeah, it's like he explains that it's like, well, my calculations and everything. I didn't want you to think that I thought you were the kind of woman that did that kind of thing, and yada yada. Yeah, and it was like, okay, okay, um. 
makes sense. But, dude, she offered kind of saying the whole whatever happens, happens. Go with the flow. Mm-hmm. And then I love it when he called uh, Mary Cooper there in that one episode. And he's like, hello, Mary Cooper. This is John Sturges, Sheldon's professor and your mother's uh, lover. Bl- yeah, lo- and lover kind of thing. And she's like, John would have been just fine. <laughs> you like, could have stopped it, John. <laughs> yeah, it's like the whole, hey, even saying teach- Sheldon's teacher, that would have been a good stopping point. But you had to go to the mother and everything. It's like. I'm sure that was an image she did not need in her mind. Right. I don't think any kid wants to hear about uh, their parents' <laughs> love life. It's like, hey, you know what? They're have you know in a relationship or whatever. They're happy. I don't need to know any details beyond that. <laughs> yeah. It's like there any kid in uh, ever going through sex ed uh, in like junior high or whatever, and it's like, yeah, you are living proof that your parents at least did it once. That's all I need to know. Thank you very much. Stop there. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And yeah, that's I, that's everybody, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay. What about yourself? Re- favorite reoccurring character? Uh, my favorite reoccurring character is Tam. <clears throat> You're always saying, oh, poor Tam. I know. <laughs> and stuff. He's a Vietnamese uh, American uh, boy who is sheldon's like only friend in high school and he puts up with so much from sheldon and stuff um like again going back to the episode where sheldon had mentioned communism and so everybody thought he wanted to be communist and stuff tam's like pulls his lunch out and he's like oh look you made my mother's note and he hands it to sheldon sheldon's like don't talk to sheldon (laughs) that's all right i do most of the talking anyways right and stuff but Tam's got a really interesting backstory of how his family came to America and, you know, like he works in his parents' convenience store for like five bucks a week and whatnot. But at the same point, he's intelligent in his own right. And he does, you know, put up with a lot of Sheldon shit, but they're like each other's friends. So I don't know. I just thought, I feel like the friendship's kind of cute. And so. Yeah. And I did like how they uh, touched on just one little stereotype and it was like, it wasn't something that they've just beaten a dead horse with but when sheldon helped the football team come up with the plays to help win most of their games if not all of them yeah and uh they're all like oh sheldon's helping the coach and everybody win the football games and blah 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 and everything and so tam to try to you know get some clout here and everything he's like yeah no i i help sheldon do the math and everything and most people believe me because i'm asian (laughs) <laughs> and yeah, it's like the whole, uh, it's like, yeah, being, you know, the whole math and statistics thing. It's like the whole, uh, I'm surprised, honestly, I'm kind of surprised that, uh, George senior being a football coach for many, many years and everything and having played football that he didn't just figure it out himself. Yeah. There's not, it's like the whole, especially when they're all like, yeah, you got to bunt it at this point. You got to bunt it. And Sheldon's like, statistically you should never bunt at this point and yada yada yeah and it's like wow everybody knows you got a bunch it's like how does everybody knowing something make it correct or whatever and it's like you know that's a damn good point about a lot of things in life yeah i just think it's funny that it took george realizing that sheldon does their taxes and gets them a good tax return to be like maybe i should believe my kid (laughs) maybe my nine-year-old's got a point maybe this is his prodigy child genius has a point statistically yeah you know yeah but all in all good show with all of that said and done yes it's very reminiscent of the kind of sitcoms that i grew up with and i think that's why i'm enjoying it so much Mm -hmm. right and stuff so i definitely definitely highly recommend it if you haven't seen it go check it out um and if you have seen it well then hopefully this was just like a good recap of what how much fun that show is and stuff so and actually a fun little fact about us and uh the show that has some little correlation in common when it comes to some of the theoretical principles and the scientific processes that they go through and everything Mm -hmm. sometimes you might get a little lost or confused and everything and i'm just like i can explain a few of these things if the show doesn't go into enough detail for you and yada yada which is true and that's nice and when they reference something from back in like the late uh, the 80s or early 90s and everything, 
you explain it to me. Exactly. So it's just like Sturges and Mima, where it was um, Sturges is like, you help me with so like I explained to you Sheldon's uh, homework and all the stuff that he does, so you can impress him, and you help me with social uh, uh, interactions and everything and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So one of those funny little things. Yeah, it's like a perfect match. Mm-hmm. Although, however, we are polar opposite when it comes to the whole driving scenario. Yeah. But you are far, far better than John Sturgis. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, he almost freaked out going through a yellow light. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, go, go, go. And he's just, ah. Like two kilometers an hour <laughs> screaming, ah. <laughs> We're all going to die. And it's like, <laughs> you're just going through an intersection and the light changed yellow. You can, you can make it. The people aren't going to ram into you because you're not cleared. Exactly. <laughs> but that's. That's the whole show being funny in its own way. With characters, nothing to do, like, not Sheldon in the scene, which has made it, the show so great that it branched off and has developed all these other characters that yeah. we've come to love. Absolutely. All right. I think I've uh, spieled on enough about a lot of this, and I hope people have watched, enjoy it as much as we do. Yeah. And, yeah, just remember, uh, uh, thank you everybody so much for li uh, listening and joining us. Wow, we are out of practice. Yep. Uh, just remember, everybody, no matter what your thing is or what you're into. What the hell am I supposed to say? Just kidding. Sometimes we're all just a little nerdy. I thought it was at the end of the day we're all just a little nerdy. Whatever. We're, <laughs> we're getting We're there. rusty. Okay. We're we'll, we'll, we'll get back into the swing of it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>